Amen. Let's read John chapter 15, starting verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, produces much fruit. I say much fruit, uh, because you can do uh, because you can do nothing without me. Wow. If anyone does not remain in me, he was thrown aside like a branch and withers, and he withers. Then he gives uh, gives them. That was mine. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my um, coffee. If anyone, sorry, totally distracted. Um, yes, actually, that would be great. In the middle of God's <laughs> word, this is yes. So it was okay. Um, verse six: If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you will ask. Whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified. Everybody say glorified. Glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So last week, we began a new series in a well-decorated stage, I might add, of, um, of fruit. We are our, new, our, our word for this beginning of this season, maybe for the whole year, we'll just see, is fruitful. Everybody say fruitful. Say, I was made to live a fruitful life. You were made for that. So last week we talked about that, that for us as a church, we, we talked about the fact that we are called to be fruitful. So last, last, uh, last week we started that off. We, talk, we said this, that the glory of the vine is the fruit. So if you missed last week, I would highly recommend you go back and that's really where we're going to be launching off of for these next few weeks. Uh, so we talked about that the fruit is a is a visual understanding of what the DNA of that vine is. So when you produce fruit in your life, right, you're glorifying God. Glorifying God is just a, the physical manifestation or the manifestation of who God is. That's a simple definition of glory. So when we glorify God, when we manifest who God is, it looks like fruit because it's attached to the DNA that's in the vine. Are you know for, through Jesus, like Jesus is the vine, and what's the DNA of Jesus is transferred through those branches, us, and produces fruit. You only know. We said this last week. You only know what kind of um, of vine it is, and when it produces fruit. Amen. So when we produce fruit, we show who God is to our world around us, and so. Um, so, um, so this kind of brings us to our first me- or second message in this series, because if we're called to bring bear fruit, what is fruit? What is that? It's a simple question. It's like, what is fruit? So this morning, I want to go from some ethereal ideas, and if you know me, if you've been around me for a while, you know that I'm only going to stay in the ethereal for a little bit. Because we're going to talk about what's practical. So we're going to go from the ethereal to the applicable. All right, this morning. And so, so first for the ethereal, let's talk about a little bit about what Jesus says in this passage about fruit. He says several things. He says, actually, um, he says many things in this uh, scripture about bearing fruit. He says he actually removes those branches who don't bear fruit. So let your little theological mind wander about that for a little bit. He says, he also, those who do bear fruit, he's going to prune you so that you can produce more fruit. Great. Great. How many of y'all feel like you've been pruned? You're being been pruning. That's good. You know why? That means you're a fruit bearer, and God wants to produce more fruit in you. Amen? <laughs> so if you don't feel like God's pruning you, hmm. Just leave that alone. The fruit grows on the branches. We are the branch. The fruit, the fruit doesn't grow on the vine. It grows on the branches. We are the branches. The fruit, he says, the branches must be remain and connected to the vine to bear fruit. 
must be. He actually says this, if you, apart from me, you can do nothing. And you're like, well, you know, I kind of like there are days this week where I just really didn't think about God a whole lot. And, um, you know, I got up, got dressed, went to work, did my job. What he's saying here is not that you can't do anything. Actually, it's really true. You can't do really anything because his life is in you. Without his life, there is no life. Amen. But the idea, what Jesus is saying is, apart from me, you can do nothing of significance. Or, this, or, or anything that's going to remain. Remain. Right? Because you know in other scriptures that some of our works are going to be burned up because they didn't have eternal value. It's quiet in this church this morning. John chapter 15, listen to this. He says in verse 16, a little further down in the scripture, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Everybody say appointed. Appointed you to go and produce fruit and that your fruit should remain. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will, I will, it will, he will give it to you. So he talks about this, that you're appointed. Turn to your name and go, you were appointed to bear fruit. Turn to your other name and say, you, you're appointed by God to bear fruit. Turn to your, another neighbor behind you and say, go bear fruit. Go bear fruit. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Bear fruit. And that fruit, he's saying fruit, bear fruit. It's not a, there's an amazing t-shirt. I'm surprised Robert doesn't have this t-shirt yet. There's a picture of a bear and he's holding a fruit, pineapple. Bear fruit, right? It's great. Yeah, Jessica has that sticker on her computer, actually. And um, so anyway, bear fruit. Actually, it'd be a great church shirt, wouldn't it? Hope Church, bear fruit. I mean, anyway, we just steal it. Somebody make it. Um, so bear, produce, not just bear, produce fruit. That's what we're called to do. Jesus, what am I saying? Jesus is making it very, very clear that you have one purpose while you're on this planet as a follower of Jesus, is to bear fruit. The thing you're called to do is bear fruit. Bear fruit. Matter of fact, he says, and then you'll prove that you're my disciple. You'll prove that you're my disciple. So what is fruit? Please, pastor, tell us, okay? What is fruit? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8. He says, you were once in darkness, but now you're in, you are Light in the Lord. To say, I am light in the Lord. He says, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Testing what is pleasing to the Lord. And then he says, don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. So Paul says this, he says, fruit happens when you walk in the light. Fruit happens when you walk in the fullness of who God is. In the light of, um, uh, the Bible says that in Jesus was the light, right? And the light and the darkness couldn't overcome it. It couldn't comprehend it. It couldn't overcome it. So when we walk in the light, we walk in the fruit. And he gives you a kind of a hint of what that looks like. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. And then he says, like, and, and it comes naturally. Like, if you're the light, when you walk around darkness, it exposes the darkness. You don't even have to say anything, right? Some of you, you, some of you have been at your jobs or whatever, and, and they know you as that Christian guy or girl. They know you as that Christian person, and, you're, and, and, and they know you, and then you walk up to them. Maybe they're talking about their little party weekend and all the whatever stuff that's gone on that weekend. You walk up, and they go, oh, or then my favorite is when they, they walk up to you and they, they start, they're, they're, they're foul mouth all with telling their, oh, and they go, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Right? What's that? That's light. You don't have to say anything. You just are. You just are. We're going to get to that in a minute. So what, is, what does it look like when we bear fruit? There's several things that as I look through Scripture that we see when we talk about bearing fruit, that fruit does. It produces legacy. You want a legacy for your life? Be a person that produces fruit for the kingdom of God. We'll talk about even more what that looks like. Just kingdom stuff is another thing that we do. Just kingdom, God's 
through G, like um, I'll tell you, I'll talk about that in a minute. The kingdom stuff, the glory of God, being Christ-like is fruitful. Being godly is fruitful. Let's get back to that idea about the kingdom. Because many people think when they hear about Jesus, he's, he's preaching on the kingdom. That means we, some of us think that means he's preaching on heaven. He's preaching on like one day in the sweet by and by. That's not what he's teaching about. Matter of fact, you want to know what Jesus is teaching, what Jesus' thoughts about the kingdom were. Go read, um, you know, people go around and they, they have their, their little, their, their, um, their, uh, their, what's, what's the place, the, um, they do their speeches. What is that? The, uh, oh my gosh, what is it? No, 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 no. They, no, sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that. No, 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 that's true. No, no, it's the, uh, like, uh, TED Talks. You know, people go around, they do their TED Talks. They have their, their one, that, so somebody gets up and they go, I'm an expert on this. They have their one TED Talk and they talk about whatever they talk about, right? Their expertise in, <laughs> their expertise in this area that they talk or they tell their story or whatever they do in their TED Talk. You know what Jesus' TED Talk was? The Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. You know what the kingdom looks like on the earth? Go read the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, yeah, uh, Matthew chapter 5 through 7. Go read the Sermon on the Mount and learn and figure out what, when Jesus talks about the kingdom, he's talking about this. This is what he's really talking about. He's talking about life like it was meant to be, like in the garden life. You realize that we were made for the garden. We weren't made for all of this, right? We were made for, you were made for the garden. You know why you struggle like in heartaches and all? Because we were made for the garden. We're, that's what we're made for. And so Jesus comes around and he starts teaching people how to walk in garden thinking. And he calls it the kingdom of God. What it looks like when Jesus is the king. Right? Right? So what are the part of the kingdoms? The kingdom looks like his values. What are things that God values? Like forgiveness. Like walking in love with one another. Not repaying evil for evil. Those kind of ideas and thinking. Now, now, now think about what our world would look like if everybody operated in those things. Welcome to the garden. Welcome to the way life was, as it was meant to be. His values, his way. You know how God has ways of doing things? He says that his ways are not even our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So what does Jesus come around doing? He starts showing us what the kingdom looks like. He shows it in his, in his teachings, in his parables. He, told, he says it in his healings. He says it when, he, when, when a woman is caught in the act of adultery. He, he lifts her up and says, you know, and, 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 and produces forgiveness and, and gives value to this woman because, I mean, in that day, women were not valued. Amen. And also, where's the guy? It takes two for adultery. So where's the guy? Actually, they were breaking the law. If you look back at the law of Moses, they were breaking the law, not bringing the, the witness who told them. Let me teach this for a second. Listen, the witness that told them that they brought him to accuse Jesus was actually breaking the law, breaking the command, because the command said, bring both of them. And if you didn't bring both of them, you were also guilty. So when Jesus says, let one of you who are out without sin cast the first stone, everyone dropped their rocks because they were all guilty of breaking that command of the law. Because you were supposed to bring both of them. And they didn't. Anyway, interesting. So the, God's definitions of right and wrong. He would say, well, you say this, but I say this. You say that you've, commit, com, you've completed the command when you do this, but I say your whole motives were all jacked up. That's my version of Jesus, right? So Jesus comes preaching the, the kingdom, and then he goes healing all the, who are oppressed of the devil. So healing and restoration and, and freedom from the captive is in the message and kingdom living and kingdom thinking of Jesus. 
right? It's not the sweet, the sweet by and by is going to be great because Jesus will one day take rulership and ownership of everything, cast all evil aside and rule and reign and will rule and reign with him forever. And those values will be that kingdom. But Jesus said, my will is that, your, that God's kingdom come now on the earth as it is in heaven. And he did that when he put the whole, I'm getting way ahead of myself. He's get, he did that when he produced the Holy Spirit within you and created you a new creation in Christ, right? That you don't live like you used to. So what are some of those values? What do those, some of those um, core values look like? We see them in the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Now, let me read this. Let me step back. Just listen. They're not up on the screen. Just listen. The fruit of the Spirit. Now listen. Take your religious ears off for a second and re-listen. The fruit of the Spirit, the thing that God wants to produce out of us, is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all values and all the core values of the kingdom. It's all core values of what it looks like when you manifest the fruit that looks like the, what's in the vine. Is these things. Some of these things are part of it, part of it, right? He says, those who belong to Christ have crucified their, their flesh with its passions. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So then he says this. So when you are in step with the Spirit, you will be a someone who produces fruit. It'll, it'll just, it'll, it just happens. If you walk in the Spirit, now, now some of us, our background is charismatic, so we talk about the we're, we uh, we talk about walking in the spirit. It means like prophecy, tongues, gifts, and yes, yes, and the fruit. Because if you look in the opposite, talks about this: the things that are opposite of the fruit are jealousy, anger, right? So there's a definitely. And let me just say, when you produce fruit, the scripture says that my that Jesus will that you'll be known, you'll prove that you're my disciple. So it's not ethereal. Producing fruit is not ethereal. I know it when I see it. When I see a certain vine, I'm not trained enough to know if that's a muscadine vine or it's a red grape vine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trained enough to know if that's an apple tree or a pear tree. Not even really I'm, if it's an orange or an apple tree. I know it when it produces fruit. All of a sudden, I know what kind of tree that is. It's no different than us. It's not ethereal. It's not something that you, it's not even something that's just private between me and the Lord. No, we're a fruit producing. We are called to replicate what Jesus is like on the planet today. And you know what else is crazy about fruit? Fruit is meant to reproduce. It's meant to reproduce because of the seed that's in it. It's made to reproduce. So let me just say this. And then also, we can talk about the gifts of the Spirit. They're all manifestations of the kingdom of God and who God is. Right? So, watch this. All of these things, they're outworkings of the Spirit of God who now lives within us. I'll talk about more about this, how this all works. I'm going to really go slow with this because I really want us to grab hold. Like, what does it mean? Next week, I'll be talking about what does it mean to be attached to the vine? How does that work? Is it just in my thinking? Is it in my... my how does that all work? How, is it, how does the Holy Spirit live in me somehow. Well, we're going to talk about that. Scripture's pretty clear about these things. We're going to talk about these things next week. But I'm going to talk about what the fruit is. That's really where... So, so as all these things work, they work together to produce the, the, the fruit of the vine. L listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7. Hmm, this is actually Sermon on the Mount stuff. Be on your guard against false prophets who come 
to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are raging wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Figs from thistles? Merry Christmas. Um, Verse 17, in the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree does not produce good fruit. is cut down and thrown into the fire. So you will recognize them by their fruit. So, all right. Here we go. Fruit in you produces legacy because of the seed that's inside of that fruit. Let me explain. Fruit is meant to reproduce. I'm going to put my nose down for a minute. I'm going to speak out of my heart. That means when you walk into a room, when you as a believer walk into a room, but let me say it. You were made to change the atmosphere of wherever you go. Everywhere you go, you were created in Christ to change the atmosphere of what's around you. What does that look like? That looks like a person who is full of the Holy Spirit, walks in step with the Spirit, who produces love, kindness, peace, joy, patience. When, you, when that kind of human walks into a space, it's light to that space. And the darkness can't overcome it. It's light. Light always wins. Turn to your neighbor and say, light always wins. Always wins. Turn to your other neighbor and say, light always wins. When, you're, when you walk in to a room, into a space, and everything around you, is I'm going to use this word carefully in the fullness of its meaning, is ungodly. There's strife, division, anger, resentment, unforgiveness, gossip, all the things that fly around maybe your workspace. Hopefully not my workspace. (laughs) When you walk into that room, you change the atmosphere because you are different. Because I don't have to tell anybody I'm a Christian. It shows in the fruit I produce. It shows in the fruit I produce. That's why Jesus says, don't be like everybody else. You were made to be different. You were called to be different and look different because you're supposed to look like me. And when you walk into a space, when you walk into your home, Men, as you walk into your, like you come home from, like, or men and women, both, you walk in from a, a day at work and your kids are around, you're a, you're a light in that space, in that atmosphere. That, that's why, listen, if we think we can change the world by our, our Instagram posts, maybe, but your number one way to influence our, our world is by you bearing fruit on a daily basis, consistently bearing fruit, living the life of Christ, living a life that pleases God, as we just read in the scriptures, living a life that I'm walking in step with the Spirit of God. And yeah, man, let's pray that God uses me in supernatural ways, even on my workspace, even while I'm in, in the world, right? even when I'm walking in a grocery store, whatever that looks like, man, whatever way that I can manifest the Spirit of God within me so I can bear fruit to people around me. Because listen, if you're a person that has, and, and, and the, the, the fruit of peace is exploding on the inside of you, that changes atmospheres when you walk into a room. You ever walk into a room you don't have to say anything, and you go, these people have been fighting. You ever notice that? You, you like, so thick, like, the tension's so thick, you can cut it. You know, you, immediately you just want to go, okay, I'm walking out of this room. <laughs> Y'all carry on, right, right? When you walk into the room, it's the same thing. You bring, you're the hands and feet of Jesus. 
Jesus said, it's better that I go away because the things that I do, you're going to do also. Not just the miracles, but the lifting of people. The people that are down, you lift them up. The people that are struggling, you're a blessing to them. The people that the world casts aside, you're the one who goes after them. You leave the 99 and go after the one. The people who are broken, you go after them. People who are lonely, weary. That's, that's, that's who we are, church. And can I just step on something in a minute? Because if we think we're going to change the world by some of the ways that we see people trying to change the world, it's the heart of the people that must be changed. We understand that a lot of our laws are, are the, the, things, the goofy things that are going on in our culture is, 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 is because of people are getting separated from God. Some of the evil, some of the stuff that we're seeing in our schools, some of the philosophies that we're seeing in our schools, some of the things that we see in our teenagers and the young people, and the, it's because we've separated ourselves from God. There are people that have been separated from the vine. And I need people like you and me to be a light in that space. That they're like, there's something about that, Edward Stupa. I don't know what it is. He takes care of my lawn like nobody's business. I wonder what's different about him. He walks in integrity on his job. Hmm. I've never had somebody that takes care of my lawn that actually walks in integrity. I wonder what he's different. He's a light. In every aspect of his life. So, does that make sense? That we're, that's what we're called to do. You change. I, I want you to, so uh, let me just tell you a story. So, so for most of my um, life, I worked in um, automotive industry, and I worked in uh, dealerships mostly, and I worked in the parts department of dealerships. And um, and um, that's an interesting space to work at, right? That's like construction sites, you know, all the, and then like, it's just rough. Let's just say the language is rough, the talk is rough, the treating of each other is rough, every, it's all rough, it's rough, Right? Some of you can say, it's same in my space. Excellent. So I don't know where I got this. I don't know how. It, it just When I became a Christian, it dawned on me that I took these scriptures seriously, that I'm the light of the world. Jesus said, Jesus, yes, Jesus is the light of the world. But he turns around and flips it and says, no, you are the light of the world. A lamp can't, you know, a lamp's not made to go put it under the, like, right? Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out, right? If your light's only as bright as my one, you need to get a bigger light. You need some more butane, people. Yes. Yes. So, because so, when the devil comes and tries to, no, sorry, it's a torch. Thank you very much. It's fueled by the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. It's fueled by the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. It bur- yeah, it burns, burns poor devil's mustache right off. <laughs> like, what are you doing with that beard? I'm not really sure. Let me just go break the whole thing. I don't even know what I'm doing with this. So, it's just, thank you. Thank you. My old age attempt to be rugged. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, so. So I made it a, ha- a habit. So where we park, wherever, no matter what dealership I ever worked at, I always made it a habit. It's a good, I think it's a good habit for us. I always made it a habit that as I was walking to the building, I knew, like in your mind, you know how you, like some of y'all work in those kind of spaces where you just go, that's a tough space. That's a tough space to go and work. I'm going to need every bit of Jesus today. I need every bit of the power of the Holy Spirit today just so I won't punch somebody. Right? So, uh, like, so inside, I know what I'm, I'm up against. And so literally, this is what I would say. I would go, God, you've called me to be the light of the world. God, when I walk in this place, God, I change the atmosphere wherever I go. 
Not because of who I am, but because of who you are. You, you're, the greater one lives on the inside of me. And I know that when I go into this place, I represent you. I don't know of any other Christian that's in the building. I am. And all I know is, God, your word says, your light dispels darkness. I'm going to be a light everywhere I go. I'm going to walk in kindness, goodness. I'm going to walk in love when people hate me. That means I'm going to be best friends with them, but I'm going to walk in love with them. Amen? But you, because you change, we need to change our mindset. If the greater one lives on the inside of me, I don't care where I go. I hear these people all the time. They're like, man, you hear these things like, I don't want to go to that building. That building's like haunted. Or that building's got like creepy vibes or whatever. Yeah, like, really? Do you not realize who you are? Uh, um, no. No, uh, no, 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 no. Not to me, you don't. Not to me, you don't, devil. I know who I am in Jesus. They were shocked at Jesus because not only what he, the words that he said, but the authority that he had. Do you know your kindness, your goodness, your love, your peace has authority in a room? In your home, in your house. So, so here's another question. I'm going to Dylan to help me go grab the thing. We're going to do an activity. Y'all ready? We're going to do an activity. So, Rex knows this. One of my favorite questions when anybody ever gives me any kind of theological new word, is what do, what do I say? How does this work? What does this look like? What does it look like? Great. I'm a fruit-bearing branch. Awesome. I'm going to put that on my Instagram post. Boop. What does that look like? Yeah, yeah, you can stand up here. You'll be right here. Dylan's going to help me. So let me ask you a question. What does that look like in your home, in your friendships, in your workspace, in church, and in our community? What does that look like? So let's do first. Let's do first. This is a joint. If you're you're online... Um, you can actually put it there in a chat or whatever. But in this room, let's talk about our friendships. What is this? What is kingdom bearing fruit in our friendships look like? What does it look like? What does it like? Somebody. Yes. Oh, you pray with each other. Awesome. Awesome. Bill's going to write them down. Yeah. Oh, being supportive. How? How? Good. Be there for somebody. Yeah, Katie. Mm. Being a lifter, right? Lifter of people. Yeah, Eric. Oh, so good. So good. Not just ethereal. Not ethereal. That's not just ethereal. Not just going, got you, bro. But meeting actually that tangible need. Somebody in the back. Oh. Forgiveness. Woo. That's a whole three-part sermon right there. Yeah encouraging. These are all great. Rachel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keeping an open. She said keeping an open, uh, opening uh, open eye to those who are lonely. Very good. Very good. Stability. How? Mm, you being unchanging. Yeah, so. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Join up. Join up with them. Showing up, showing up, showing up. Sorry, sorry. Showing up. You're not a computer? Like, come on, let's get going. Yeah, David. Oh, yeah. What a knock. You mean actually going to somebody and going into all the world and making disciples of all people by sharing the gospel with them, the good news of Jesus, because they can't really change until they have the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. So they can change the world by actually speaking the gospel. What a novel idea, David. Huh. It's almost like Jesus thought of that. 
<laughs> I love that. And and if you know David, he that's that's his thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What is the gospel? Yeah. So is this? I guess it's just. So I got to change. Yeah. So I go to church. You know. So if I go into a garage, it makes me a car. I go to church, it makes me a Christian. No. This by works? No. No. Yeah. Love. Love them. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Just a simple reach out and text them. Well, let's move on. Um, you can go and yeah, you can erase that on the back before you flip it over. That's kind of, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Curious, aren't we? Can you flip it? Oh, no, don't flip it. This is, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, just erase it. We, we rehearse this. Well, it's no. It's on video. Go back and watch the video. All right. What about this? What about this? You um, parents and teenagers and young adults that are living in your home. <sighs> Whoo! All right. Here we go. We love each other, right? All love each other. <laughs> and whenever you say something, you're like your spouse goes, "You don't do that. You can't, I can't believe you just said that. Like you never do that." No, no, okay, we don't judge each other. Like these are still maybe these are still ethereal ideas. What about in your home? What does this look like in your home? Yeah. Mm, knowing when not to speak. Oh, man, the hands are going up. I love it, Johan. Oh, right. Just living that, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. Sorry, Johan. Sorry. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. Oh, good communication. Super, super important. Christian. <laughs> now you have gone to messing, Christian. She told me to say that. <laughs> hey, you guys, if you haven't met Christian and Peyton, you guys need to be, they're awesome. They're just amazing people. Amazing people. <laughs> she told me to say that. Helping with the, how's that working? New married guy. <laughs> how, how, how are you? How are you? Um, knowing when not to speak. Yeah. This is so. This is a. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Dylan. Dylan, brother. <laughs> knowing when they need to listen. Um, sorry, that was bad. My wife's not here this morning, so yeah. But come here, come here, come here, come here. I want the internet. I want the world. Come here. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just say that again. Uh, choosing relationship over being right. We're all gonna have an altar call. Someone had a pastor friend of mine say one time, he said, you know what, um, being, uh, what did he say, being, um, choosing relationship, uh, with, oh, choosing kindness is, um, God loves kindness over rightness, because kindness is a fruit of the spirit and rightness isn't. Hmm. I like that, I like that, that was my, showed over, first pastor. Yeah, Eric. Uh, like serving together as a family. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Your family did that. Yeah, they did. Giving grace. What does that mean? Mm. Yeah, in your in your family. That's not always easy. What else? Yeah. Time? Like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Let me, oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I was going to say, reminding each other of what our potential is. And like, call, oh, yeah. Calling each other out in a kind way. Like, you're not living up to mm. Yeah, you're better than that, right? Yeah. Accountability, yeah. 
let me go back to the time thing. So I read a really disturbing, um, I need to go back and really, let me just say it, because I think it's, whether it's completely right or not, it kind of bodes in our culture. He said the average, fam, the average fam, parent spends 30 minutes a day with their children. 30 minutes. We, can I just say something? Can I just pick a second? Can I be a pastor a second? We can't complain about what they learn in other places if we're not the main voice in their life. We can't complain about blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, listen, parents, let me just say this. You are the number one influence in your child's life unless you give it to something else. You can be, you will be. So, anyway. Whew, getting, oh, there he is. Yeah, accountability. Anybody else, real quick? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to preach? Eric? Well, I, I know that a lot of families, like, discipline system, like, mm, yeah. there, like, like control, like, Tr- truth. Right. 100%. And we need to be a people that do help. And let me just say this. Let me back off of the, that's a, that's a stat, right? That's a something that maybe you are, I don't want condemnation to come over anybody in this place. But understand that we can be better. Amen. That we, and it's not, um, and you who work, you, you, both spouses work, you're always out of the house. I get it. We live in a different kind of world. But let me just say this. Um, we have to be super intentional of, of what God has given us in, in our children and be super intentional that because the, the world will teach our kids all kind of stuff. God has put them under our care to teach and train up, train up the way, you know, and we as a church can be a part of that 100%. But um, th- I'm just, just, let me throw that out there. We can be better, right? So just process that and what can I do to maybe spend some more time with my kids? That kind of, that's all I'm asking. Wait, wait, what? Emily? Emily, did you have something? <laughs> yeah. Not everything's a war. Mm. That is for the males. Mark. Okay. Showing up. Oh, yeah, your home should be a safe space. Yeah, totally. Totally, that's really good. Thank you, our online crowd. All right, what about this? We're good? So, mm, yeah. Yeah, sometimes just listen. Um, I don't give away some of my things that I do as a pastor, but most of the stuff I do is just listen. Just listen to people. I, I've literally sat in in a thing where we we're talking, where they were talking, and um, it's, and they they left and went, oh my god, man, this was so good. And I was like, I didn't give you any advice. Like, people just need that space. Amen. Yeah, Johnny. Mm, yeah, on the opposite side of that, pick up your shoes. Pick up your shoes. Yes, dear. Awesome. All right, what about this next? Well, um, are we going to say workplace? Real quick, real quick, don't write them down, just workplace. What, what do you think? Being a, having, showing fruit, showing the attitude of Jesus, being Jesus in your workspace, what does that look like? Encouraging your boss. Your boss is not always the enemy. Amen, AJ? Amen, AJ's a boss. <laughs> he is a boss. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Patience with your coworkers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Making a safe space where they can feel comfortable. Johan. Yes. Yes, Jessica. School teacher at Etowah. Mm. Yeah. Whoo. Yeah. Whew. There's so much to say about that. Christian. Yeah. Gossip. Yeah. Totally. Why, why do you think that is, Christian? What does that do? What does that create? Mm-hmm. 
and in turn, are you the person, if they know you as that, not you, Christian, this as general, is that if they know you as that, are you going to be the person that's going to be able to share the gospel? Oh, no, no. Yeah, totally. No matter what's going on. Yeah. Woo! So, oh, the 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 uh, organization just got a new computer system, and we have to all learn it when we hate it. It's terrible. All right. Next, what about church? So, actually, when Jesus says they'll know you. Um, they say they'll know you by the way you love one another. He wasn't talking about the way, he wasn't even talking about the way we love outside people outside the body of Christ. He's talking about they will know you because of the way you love each other. So what does that look like? What does bearing fruit look like inside a church body that we are? Yeah. Boy, that is the truth. We need to, be there for people. David. Yes. The asset. You, let me just say, in a church, there, if you have an issue with your brother or sister, sister, there is a godly way to handle that. You don't even have to just sit on it. No, there's a godly way to handle it. As you go to them, talk to them, right? And then there's a process after that. That's That's the way we deal with things, right? Yeah, finding a way to make somebody smile. Like, this should be, you talk about safe places. Oh, Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric, Pastor Eric, this is our, the pastor from the uh, Spanish-speaking church that meets on um, him and his wife. They um, they lead the Spanish church here on Saturday nights. So, awesome, that's them. You want to know who they are? That's them. Godly, they just godly, godly people. Amazing, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, belong. Like like we had a church that they used to always say, don't just believe, belong. Just belong. We belong. This is, you belong here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't hear you. Oh, stepping out of your comfort zone. So actually going to talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, totally. Totally cop out. I mean, totally really good, really good. <laughs> Eric just said like 15 things, just all of a sudden at one shot, yeah. Compassion. What does that look like? Oh, oh, yeah, Eric. Sacrifice. Yeah. I'm willing to say that probably 90% of you have interacted with Paul Loda when you come into church, right? <laughs> okay, that is true in the church, how he, he greets people, not only greets people, he serves people, he prays with people. Like, you want to see fruit in the church, Paul Loda is a great person to example to follow. So, Amen. So, Without a doubt. In this area right here, Paul is definitely the follow me as I follow Christ. I love it. Yeah. Serving. Please. And we'll close with that. No, I'm just kidding. Please, please pray. Yeah, Paul. Yes, confidence. Somebody share stuff. Don't walk around and go, hey, I got a prayer request. I was talking to you. Yeah. Mm. Whoo. Yeah. Kind of like, what, where, where, who? Johan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone hasn't said anything. I want to hear some from somebody who hasn't. Somebody, yes, Kelly. Teach. 
You have more in you than you know. So that brings me to another thing. Actually, uh, Kelly, me and Kelly talked. He's going to start a men's breakfast on Wednesday mornings at 630, right? And so you'll, some of your men will hear about that. So before work, you need a good charge of Jesus. We're going to be meeting at the Annex at 630, starting in the beginning of February. So, so actually, so that's great. He's actually doing what he just said. So somebody else hadn't said anything. Lisa, my sister, I'm going to pick on you. I knew I've been looking at you. What are you doing at church? Like you've been in church for. Let me just say something about, can I do, is this okay? My sister, I'm going to cry. I've gone it. My sister went through, um, was married to, before she met Herschel, who is an amazing man of God. Who's going to Malawi with us. But my sister was married to a, I'm just going to call it out, abusive guy. And um, ended up, um, she has three boys, ended, ended up, oh yeah, thanks. Ended up, um, he ended up actually killing himself. They, they had separated, he ended up in a very dramatic, awful, terrible way. Uh, committed suicide. And um, super traumatic. But before that, she had started going to a church over in Smyrna. And um, I I will confidently say that those boys are different because of that church rallying around those boys. It was actually was a larger church. And those, the youth pastors, the people around them, those godly men that spent time with those boys and spoke to those boys, I mean, it was a bad, it was a bad environment, just hostile is, is, is understatement. And I, I watched from a distance a church rally around my nephews. And, um, and I got two of them actually just graduated from ministry school going um, over at Tacoa, Tacoa Falls. They graduated from Tacoa Falls and are both pursuing jobs in youth pastoring. And it's probably because of the youth pastor's input into their lives. It's influence. It's what is it? Legacy. Somebody produced fruit in them, and now they're going to produce fruit in other people. Right? That's what we're called to do. Like these things that we're just, we're just like, I want to break your mindset of what church is supposed to look like. That church is just something that I do on Sunday. Church is no, we are a part. This, I don't know if you know or not, because I, I just happened to read the news the other day. And you know what the news said? This world's crazy. Headline. Crazy. Let me just say this. Godless. Stuff's going on that we would never, some of you older people like, you know, you're, you're over 45, 50, and you're looking at the world going, this ain't what I was raised in. Uh, this, this is different. You know what? The scripture says all the more. When you see these days approaching, uh, don't dare separate yourself from the church. Because honestly, p- people are getting picked off left and right because they quit fellowshipping with the church body. And I know this is self-serving and I wanna, we want to have a full church every Sunday and blah, blah, blah. But the reason is we have got to be a people who stick together. And so that when, when um, I, don't, I may not know Rex, oh, I do know Rex, but you may be in this room and you don't know Rex, but re- during worship, Rex is doing his worship thing. He's getting his worship on. And all you got to know is there's another guy who believes just like me. There's another person that's faithful in the faith, just like me. That's struggling in this world, trying to figure out what's going on in this world, just like me. That's praying their guts out for our world, just like me. That's trying to see, trying to make this world a better place by being the light of God, just like me. Sometimes you feel like you're alone and you're by yourself, but you're not because you have a body of believers at Hope Church who love you and are for you, want to build you up. And that's what we're about, amen? And we have to be the light of the world, the fruit of the vine, to be the image bearer of who God is. My favorite saying, I say it all the time, I want to, I'm an ambassador of Christ. I want to be an accurate representation of who God is. Do I hit home runs? Man, sometimes. Do I fail? Yep, yep. Like my, my daughter is on the front row. My wife is at home. She's, she can tell you. I'm not perfect, but I'm striving. I'm working. I'm asking God to fill me in a few fresh ways so that I can be all the person that God's called me to be. 
to be a light in this world. Amen? Let's all stand together. Eric, somebody can come somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, so how do I produce fruit? I just, I've never seen a branch and walk by that branch and it go, I walk by and I hear it grunting. It's something that happens when the Spirit of God, when the sap and the DNA of that vine flows into that branch and produces the fruit. Next week, we're going we're gonna to give you, you know me, practical ways that you can be continually filled with God's Spirit to produce the fruit that God would have you to be, to be the world changer that God's called you to be, to be the atmosphere shifter that God's called you to be. God's call, I mean, listen, there is the greater one lives on the inside of you. The DNA of God by his spirit, the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of you. And he is constantly connected with your spirit. We'll talk about this more next week. But that part of you that says, that, that part of you even right now, close your eyes. That part of you even right now that says, yeah, that's what I want to be. I want to be better. I want to be. That is proof that the Holy Spirit is working on the inside of you. His life is flowing into your spirit, man. God, we worship you this morning. Lift your hands. Just maybe you're not used to lifting your hands. Just. You know, just do the best you got. Just lift your hand like you're going to receive something. God, I pray that you would cause us to be a fruit-bearing branch. God, I pray that you would work inside of us. Hallelujah, God. We worship you. Let your spirit come. Let my whole life be worshipped to you. Like that song says, God, you're always pursuing my surrender. So here I am right now, God. I surrender my ways to your ways, my thoughts to your thoughts. God, let your spirit come in me in a greater way. God, let me be an example of you wherever I go, an accurate representation of you. Thank you, God. Just while your heads are bowed, I want you to see yourself as that clump of grapes hanging from that branch and hungry people coming and receiving refreshment from you because your God's Spirit lives in you. You walk in the peace of God and they're enjoying the fact that you walk in the peace of God. You walk in freedom. You walk in, as Dan said, that, st- that stable place in God. And you bring that wherever you go. So God, would you use us this week? God, would you use us in our lives, God, and if possible, if you would want us to, to even use our mouth when we speak of your goodness. God, let my life be worshiped to you. Let my life be fruit bearing for you and your kingdom. God, I surrender my life to you afresh and anew today. All for your glory. All for the king. And all for your kingdom, Jesus. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for your sweet presence. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 I'm I'm just so convinced that God's going to do something. God is up to something at Hope. God is up to something at our church. And I'm all about it. I'm in for the ride. Let's go. Amen. Let's just sit back and watch what God, just surrender our lives to Jesus. Step out on that water and let's walk. Amen.
Let's just do this thing. Amen? So this week, we're going to go out. And don't forget your little thing that y'all, some of y'all looked at last week and you made some commitments. I'm going to, I want to do this. Um, you're going to read whatever, read through your Bible, whatever. We have made a list of those things. We can, um, I think some of them are still on the table, on the tables around you. Um, figure, pick a way, and we'll talk about it more next week, but pick a way that you're going to connect with God. Stay attached. You're not, you're not called to do this on your own apart from the Spirit. So, amen? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen? So God bless you. Say, I will. This week, today, bear fruit in my home, in my workplace, in my church, and in my home. In my whatever, what did I miss? My my work, workplace, school, oh my relationships. That's why I failed. Amen. God bless you guys. Have an amazing, amazing week. <laughs>